As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. In 2006, two forces of good for business met. These men think and act differently. Their sole mission is to help entrepreneurs and businesses succeed. Today, this elite duo, Carl Gibbons and Carl Gould, the G-Team, have broken out of the conventional business box. So if you have a problem, if no one else can help, you can find them right here every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. The G-Team. It's Wednesday, April the 30th. It's one o'clock, so that must mean I'm Carl Gibbons down here in sunny Naples, Florida, and hopefully up there in probably a wet, damp and dank New Jersey should be... Carl Gould. And together, the police want us as the g The G-Team. How are you doing, Ah, very good. Well, you know, I, I try to vary it up a bit. You know, we've, we've, I've, 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 I've been through the, I've been through our script manual once. Now I'm going all the way. I've gone back to the beginning again now. So I'm trying. To... Uh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's a monsoon up here. We have all sorts of floodings. And... Flooding. It sounds like he's not paid his telephone bill again. Every okay. week we get this. What's going on with you up there? Are you back? I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, That's I'm okay. here. I said, we love it, we call it home. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, as per usual, we've got a uh, we've got a bit of a, a, a as usual a, a fun filled show today, action packed, full of useful hints, tips, and stuff. Um, on today's fixing five, we've got Tommy from Nevada, we've got Dylan from Pennsylvania, and we've got Jane from Colorado. I have to say, CG Colorado seems to be coming up a lot in our fixits. I don't know what it is. Everybody either they're very we've got a big fan base in Colorado, um, or Colorado seems to have a lot of business. 
business problems, but nevertheless, we do seem to be getting a lot of mail in from that neck of the woods, which is all good. We don't care where it comes from. Just keep it coming in. So we've got that coming up later in the show. And our guest today will be coming in from the UK, hopefully. And um, his name is Michael Smith, and he's the author of a book called Go Naked. More about that later. But needless to say, you can rest assured, dear listener, that neither Mr. Gould nor I are sitting here naked. We are both fully clothed. And because that's... Well, I can't can't confirm that. I only know that you say you are not sitting at your seat naked. I can tell you I'm not, but I can't confirm that you're not. Well, I'm like Abraham Lincoln. What is it? I'm like George Washington. I've never told a lie. Is it George Washington or Abraham Lincoln? Exactly. You're like Abraham Lincoln. You don't wear your pants around the house. <laughs> That's it. So what's so what's been happening in the world of Goldie this week? What's been happening in the business world of Goldie this week? Fascinating week. I mean, I am ever fascinated how certain concepts that you would think everybody have they don't always have, and how busy and overwhelmed sometimes CEOs and business owners are in that some of the simplest things pass them by. I'm going to talk about it more in my quick commentary, but the difference between asset protection and asset creation and, and simple principles that you, you think, wait a minute, they must know this. There's a gazillion books on it. Every webinar you can watch is on it. And yet these things tend to slide by in our busy days as uh, uh, business owners. And I'm just, uh, you know, it just never ceases to amaze me how you do need to circle back you always need to stick with the fundamentals and, and how important that is. So just coming out of a meeting yesterday, I was just it, it, like I was befuddled in a way. Right. I hear you. It, it, it yeah. is so easy, though. And we, we talk about this virtually every other week, I think. It is so easy to slip back into the working in it mode instead of the working on it mode. You know, and the role of the CEO surely has to be the role of the president has to be to be working on it constantly. He's got to be constantly. He's got to. He's got to have that five thousand and ten thousand foot view always. Because once he starts to get grappling down in the weeds, he's back into. He's back into the job, isn't he? He's back into painting the walls. Oh yeah, I mean, plumbing, working in it. Doing the yeah, doing the work is a full time job, and being a CEO, that is a full time job too. So, you know, gone are the days where you do your business all week and then spend Saturday morning from nine to twelve doing your books and screwing everything up and, and, you know, reconciling the week. Those days are long gone. And when they were around, they were barely around. You know, these are two full-time jobs. And, you know, I think um, uh, some folks don't always, uh, don't always grasp that concept. And so, you know, they find, out, they find themselves listening to our show and writing in saying, oh, my God, you know, help me out of this issue or that issue, you know? Yeah, it's funny you should say that because we 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 always have our our fix it in five situation, as you know, and and the, there is a constant reoccurring theme in uh, in fix it in five. It's either people, money, or resource. You know, yep. all, all the way, it just keeps coming back to that all of the time. But l- let's not get into fixing five now. Um, the other thing that I also, uh, that also when you and I chat. Um, there's things that go on in your part of the world that seem to be a reoccurring theme or, or pop up. And then the, the other, the other extreme, there are things that pop up in my world. And, and in, and in my world at the moment, the, the labor issue is the, um, 
is the is the top of the list and and i'm i'm coming fast to the conclusion that one of the things that we should be looking at and revisiting maybe is what back in the day when i had hair used to be called an apprentice ah. um you know, a, a, an apprentice is somebody who leaves, uh, you know, leaves school. They don't necessarily go on to college, but they leave school and they go and work for an engineering company, a computer company, a software company. Um, it, it, also, as well, back in my day, um, it could have been a hairdresser, a barber, uh, anything that requires a skill set. And they spend three to four years shadowing a experienced person and actually learn learn the business learn the skill learn the trade and then after you know that three four year process which sometimes used to be dispersed with with uh college education as well then they then they graduate from being a um an apprentice to being a fully certified slash qualified whatever it is i think we get so obsessed at the moment with everybody having to leave uh, you know leave school graduate school go to college um but what the employers are telling me and what i'm hearing very strongly down here is the kids that are leaving college don't have the skill set they just don't have the skill set and they certainly they don't they don't have the street smarts there you go and they would they'd much rather have somebody that had had the street smarts and had the actual ability to do the job rather than walk through the door with all their certificates diplomas and whatever so um i think that could be uh, a way to go in fact i've recommended to a couple of clients this week that they that they think about it the problem that it has historically is that um the it, it, once people start to look up apprenticeships uh, it's a very old term uh, i don't know how far it goes back but i'm um, uh, certainly back to victorian times but it has a certainly has a blue collar image you know um you you were an apprentice blacksmith you were an apprentice plumber you were an apprentice uh tool maker it had a very blue collar connotation um i think that with with today's advances the importance in technology today i, I think that could go i really do i don't think that's i don't think that's an issue anymore and i think anybody that's prepared to take somebody on board straight out of college uh, sorry straight out of straight out of school that's serious about wanting to learn a skill a trade and 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 if, if that employer can develop a program the way they can work alongside, you know, the guys that have got 25 years experience, the gray hair and the no hair and the long beards, and, and they can pass on that skill set. I think that's just as valuable as any diploma. And let's face it, not everybody wants to go down that road. I'll tell you, I know, you know, and I, and I often wonder that the tra- transient nature of employment now, nowadays, where you might only stay in a job or a career or a sector for seven years, if that hasn't kind of shrunken the, the the desire to be an apprentice, because you know, if you think you're going to be an electrician for your career, thirty years, you could say, well, it'll be worth it for me to slog along as an apprentice for three years, and then I'll get my license, and and then I can either stay with that company, start my own, but I'll be in these trades for my whole career. But now, you have somebody who bounces around, not only multiple uh, industries, but multiple geographies, multiple um, um, companies and, uh, you know, divisions and all that. And they might not, you know, that apprenticeship that they spent three years gathering, you know, they're not going to stick around in the industry long enough to even reap the benefits of it. Right. Right. While while you were chatting, I just did a quick, uh, just a quick Google. In the U.S., we've got just shy of 300,000, 
thousand apprentices. Okay, Germany has got one point four million. Wow, you know, and I mean, when you look at it per thousand per capita, we're less than one percent, and Germany's seventeen point four percent. So, um, I, I, I'm not saying that's good or bad or whatever. All I'm saying is that clearly Europe is embracing is embracing the. Uh, uh, is embracing the program and is embracing the concept a little bit more than we are. So uh, for all you employers out there, have a listen. Um, start looking at apprenticeships. See whether it can work for you. Uh, there's lots of stuff out there. And if Goldie or I can be of any help, um, well, you're obviously in bad shape. <laughs> but you can always give us a call. You can, you can always give us a call. Uh, so um, that's what's going on down here. I think we should uh, we should give a shout out to a couple of people and uh, and then bring in our guest. What do you think of that, Goldie? I love it. I love it. And I uh, I don't yep. want to give this situation any more airtime than it already got because I don't want this guy to get any more notoriety for what he got uh, before what he did. But I am very pleased by the National Basketball Association uh, issuing a lifetime ban to one of its franchise owners for making a racist comment. Um, the guy, not only did he admit that he knew he was being recorded, he had no remorse about what he said or didn't take any of it back and uh, made a couple of racist uh, comments. And, and the league very harshly came back and said, we are banning you for life. And uh, very strong statement. I'm very glad about that. And I just wanted to uh, you know, get that out there, that it was a very swift, proportionate, and um, the right move. Right. Yeah, and uh, hurting where he's going to feel it most, in his pocketbook. So, first, talking of pocketbook and paying bills, first portion of today's show was brought to you by Star Matters International. Star Matters International helping individuals to recognize that their image is their brand. Star Matters International empowers its clients to give a positive and lasting impression before they even speak. Discover why some of the world's leading companies and their executives, together with many high-profile celebrities, dress for success using Star Matters International. So call Style and Image Maven Cheryl Lampard on 239-298-6. Six five six zero. That's two three nine two nine eight six five six zero, or go to stylemattersinternational.com. Style Matters International because your image is your brand. All right, and when you're done with that, give CMT International a call. For the last twenty five years, they have been the go to resource and advisor for executives and entrepreneurs throughout the globe. So if you want to take your business or your organization to the next level, call CMT, CMT International at 973-248-6958 or visit them on the web at cmtmentors.com. Good stuff. And if you can't get enough of the G team, which I know you can't, you can catch this show again together with all our other shows 24 seven. Just visit our website, gteamradio.com. You can share it with your friends or you can go to facebook.com forward slash G team radio and uh, like it. Hate us. Tell us what you think. Give us a call. We won't bother to answer, but you can call five, six, one, six, two, three, nine, four, two, nine. That's five, six, one, six, two, three, nine, four, two, nine. Or you can email Gibbons or gold at gteamradio.com so there we go so as we all know um i took a few days off um a couple of weeks ago 
and I was over in the UK, and while I was there, there was this huge buzz going on, and everywhere I kept going, everywhere on the uh, all my business associates, all they kept talking to me was about this thing called Go Naked. And I'm like, what the hell is this, Go Naked? I mean, anything that says Go Naked, you've got to... You, it's a great, it's such a great line that you've got to start making inquiries and you've got to look a bit further. So I then discovered Go Naked, revealing the secrets of successful selling by a guy called Michael Smith. So then I think, oh yeah, just another, just another bit of a catchphrase here. And then um, Jacqueline Biggs, who's the author of Marketing to Win, she dots me a line and she says, this is a must read for anybody in business, Carl. And Shah Wasserman, the guy that wrote Stop Talking, Start Doing, great insights to how to build relationships and more successful in sales without selling a fabulous read. So I thought, got to track down this Michael Smith guy. So I did. I found him hiding in, um, in, in Harrogate up, up, up north um just outside leeds and uh hopefully he's joining us on the other end of the uh on the other end of the line now michael are you there good afternoon gentlemen nice to talk to you good afternoon mr smith so welcome to the show michael hey carl afternoon Oh, I've got to tell you, if you say Carl on this show, you're going to create havoc, buddy. So the quicker you learn to say Gibbons or Gould, the better it's going to be. Because we're just we're simple folk here, and we, we answer to anything. But we tend to run, we, we tend to jump a bit higher for either Gibbons or Gould. Anyway, back to go naked. First of all, straight out of the box, I've got to tell you, you had me hooked from the first time I saw it. Great title, um, a, a great catch, a great hook. You brought us all in, um, but tell us a little bit about it. Tell us how you came up with the idea, and why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about you? Thanks, Carl. Uh, well, it's it, it's interesting. You, you say that it, it caught you and it sort of hooked you in there. I, I think I was aware very aware very early on that I wasn't going to do that with a surname like Smith, and that wasn't going to uh, that wasn't going to stick in your memory. So, as I was coming up with the with the program and the concept in the book. You know what? What I what I wanted initially was something which was going to stand out, um, which was going to be a little bit different from from what's already out there. There's so many books and there's so many ideas and methodologies and philosophies out there on uh, on approach to business and to selling. You know what I wanted was something which was going to be a little bit different and, and help people stand out from the crowd. And and that's really what Go Naked is about. Those two things: being more successful standing out from the crowd, but doing it in a way which is far more authentic and which strips away the, the sort of unnecessary layers, which often people learn over a period of time and, uh, and really focuses primarily on how to create significance for, for other people, the people you work with or the customers and the clients that you interact with. So, Michael, give, give us an example. Give us an example of, of, of what it is that Go Naked's all about? What makes it different to the others? Well, you know, if, if, to answer that question, let, let's take a look at what I would call the traditional model of selling, which, which goes something like this. It says that, first of all, you focus first on the transaction or the sale, um, and then you find ways to help and support, and perhaps over time you get to a place where you, you're seen as a valued or trusted advisor. The problem with that model is that it's outdated because if you focus first on the transaction or the sale, you're making it all about the price. You're comparing your uh, your product or service with the guy beside you, and it, it just becomes this transaction. 
Um, so the idea around Go Naked is to flip that model, to turn it upside down and say, well, actually, we need to find ways to create significance and value for the people that we work with, that we interact with and that we sell to first, then go on to look to ways to help and support so that finally the transaction or the sale really just becomes a consequence of all the other things that we do. Um, so that's where Go Naked is centered. It's, it's focused first on creating value and significance for the other person. And is it... Is it, um, is it salespeople that make this mistake or is it business owners that make the mistake? Or both? Yeah, it's, that's, it's, a, it's a good question. Uh, some of the early feedback... That's why I, I get paid the big is, bucks, Michael. <laughs> so, some of the early feedback I've had in the book is that I've potentially restricted it by talking specifically about sales. Um, but, you know, and, and that, that may be fair. Um, but I do think it's more broadly applicable to business in general, uh, to business owners, to CEOs, to sales directors and the sales people, because, you know, this is about an approach. Uh, and it's about saying that, you know, in the connection economy that we now live in, uh, we have huge amounts of choices. And as our choices increase, then people's tolerance for poor quality product or service, poor quality approach or attitude, salespeople who focus first on the transaction, that tolerance decreases. And as the tolerance decreases, our propensity to want to for other options increases significantly. So I think, I think it's got very broad applicability for being a sales guy at heart um, than uh, you know, my, 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 first, uh, my first port of call was the salespeople. So what's the opposite of go naked? What's, um, so I get it. You're, you're authentic and, um, you know, you stand out. What are the, mis- what's the, what's the antithesis of this and where do people make their biggest mistakes? Yeah. So the, I'd say the opposite to go naked is to put on, is put on as many clothes as possible and to, and to cover yourself with, with as many layers of, you know, learned behaviors, tips and tricks, um, aggressive approaches, um, uh, things which really don't add value, but perhaps people think, well, that's, that's the right thing to do. Um, let, let, me, let me give you an example. I, I, I went to buy a new car recently, and um, the first garage that I went into, uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a larger sort of uh, retail garage. It was part of a, it was part of a chain, and, and these guys now selling cars. You know, cars is their business, but they sell insurance products. They sell paint and glass protection. And so I'd walked in there, and uh, I, I spent about an hour with the salesperson in there. And, and the really interesting thing about going into a car garage, of course, to buy a car, is that I guess in business we call that a pre-qualified lead, which is that somebody's walking in there already with the desire to buy something. So really for the sales guy, it should be a pretty straightforward job. Um, but this first garage I went into, uh, the sales guy spent about an hour with me. Over that hour, he used every tip and trick in the sort of old-school sales book possible. He made me watch a DVD about all the other products that he sold. He tried to sell me insurance. He spent probably about 20 minutes saying, well, I I need to understand your needs, and do you see a benefit in this, and do you see a benefit in that, and really trying to force the the price up and force products on me, which I, I, I didn't go in there to buy a whole bunch of other products. And... And in the end, after an hour or so, I said, you know what, I, I, I'm just going uh, to leave it. Thanks very much. The next day, I went to a smaller independent garage. And um, the guy who I met there, he met me in the forecourt. Uh, we spent a little bit of time, him, just, him really just making a connection with me and, uh, and trying to understand what I was looking for 
the reasons why I was buying the car. And in the end, he said, you know what? I think that perhaps you don't need to spend the amount of money that you're talking about um, if you're going to use the car the, the way that you're talking for the length of time. He said, I'll tell you what, I've got two cars here. Um, take them both out and uh, you can have them for as long as you want. Take them for the afternoon. And when you come back, we'll figure out if one of them is right for you. And at that moment, I, I knew that I was going to buy a car from that guy because there was no nonsense. He, he just stripped away all the layers, stripped away all the bravado, and just 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 made a made a human connection and found a way to sort of create value and add significance for me. And uh, in a trusted way, we just said, take the keys, spend as long as you like, and, and when you come back, we'll figure it out. And, and I bought a car from that guy, and that's maybe a... Um, that's maybe a good example of the, of the two approaches, if you like. And it sounds like it, the salesperson demonstrated that your needs were more important than, I'm sorry, your needs were more important than his own needs. Right. right. And, and, so, and so I talked a little about, a bit about this in the book, and it's really interesting. It, it, imagine any conversation where you've got a salesperson and you've got the client or the customer. Now, Bring an alien down from outer space and ask him to watch that conversation, and he's going to know that one of the people there is trying to make a sale. You've got a salesperson and a client, and when they go into that meeting, you know yourself from when either you sold or you've had somebody come to you. You know, you are there to listen to somebody, and at the end of that discussion, you're going to make a decision as to whether you buy the product, the service, the person, or the organization, or you're not. So this idea that the salesperson needs to force their agenda and really be aggressive and try and drive the conversation in a certain direction, putting themselves at the center of it, is, is just, that, that, that's nonsense. Because, you know, you're going to make a decision regardless, and you're far more likely to make a decision, a positive decision, um, with respect to the salesperson, if you get that connection, and if they've found ways to create value and significance to you first, before they try and make a sale. So how do you, you know, I can see how this would work on an individual level. Um, there's no question about it. And especially if I, as an individual, have the freedom to kind of um, script my own presentation or my interactions with the customer or my other employees. Talk a little bit about how, this, how you put this into an organization where maybe they have a scripted process and, and maybe they have systems in place already. And so, you know, some systems are more rigid than others. But like you say, if there's already a system in place and, you know, if I'm working at a uh, McDonald's and, and I'm taught to say, what do you want and do you want fries with that and can I supersize it, how does somebody that's already in a systemized company like that still achieve your level of nakedness? So, I, so there's two parts of this. I think the first thing is that, that, that learning how to ask great questions, uh, which we can all do, learning how to ask great questions work. They're a brilliant way for a salesperson to interact and for a leader to interact. Uh, using scripts doesn't work. If people are using scripts, they should just throw them in the bin because as soon as you use a script, you lose the ability to connect with somebody because you're using a predefined set of questions which puts you and your agenda at the center of the conversation rather than listening to your person and putting them at the center of the conversation. So if anybody's using scripts, they need to just get rid of those. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But Michael, so can't, just, can't just script yeah. me a prop, though. I mean, can't it, you know, keep... I, I'm not... I, I agree with you that... The guy that stands there and repeats the thing exactly as it is written down in his manual, because that's how it comes out. But um, uh, what about the guy that uh, the, the, the the business owner that provides a script, but then says to his employees, "Look, this isn't the script that I want you to repeat verbatim, but it it's they're a set of guidelines, if you will. They're a set of um, it's a bit of a GPS for you. It will keep you on course." What what about that? So I, yeah, so I, I and and I and I think there's a I think there's a very um, there's a there's a very defined difference between the two. You know what I'm talking about is, and we've all done it. You call a call center, or you know you meet somebody in a forecourt. Uh, if I've told you my example of buying a car, and you you feel like you're being rehearsed. You feel like you could be in a role play situation in their training room. Uh, with a guy talking to a set of questions, which you know he's got in the back of his notebook, all written down in that exact order, and and you you, you kind of, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I, that makes me feel a bit sort of a bit uncomfortable, and and, and straight away I feel like I'm being sold to. Now the the, the difference, and and I, and I think that the piece that you're talking about, and, and, and I'll use this as well, is is asking great questions and having prompts for those great questions. So let let me give you an example. Um, you know, for those people on the phone who are, well, in any business, but, but certainly those whether selling a whether selling a service or their organisation, to ask somebody the question up front at the start of the meeting, what would have to happen now? What would have to happen over the next half an hour or an hour for at the end of the meeting you to feel like you were going to get so much value from working together with me or with my organisation that you'd want to work together on a go-forward basis. Now, asking that type of question up front, uh, yeah, you, you know, you, you learn the question, but you don't know where the conversation is going to go afterwards. You need to be brave in order to ask that question. Uh, it takes courage. Um, and you need to stand there somewhat vulnerable to, to what the answer is going to be and, uh, and be sure that you can deliver on, uh, on what comes up. So I, I think there's a subtle difference between the two. 
but certainly asking great questions, learning great questions, and using those in your interactions with people, I think is a fantastic way in order to uh, get much better results. That's fantastic. So tell us a little bit about, um, you know, it's just so many, so many people, Michael, um, ask us and, and talk to us because uh, uh, Carl and I are both uh, authors. What was it like writing the book? <laughs> uh, it was brilliant. It was, it, it, was, it was a really, really fantastic experience. Um, you know, I, I would encourage anybody who, uh, anybody who's got an interest in, in anything to, to write, regardless of what the, what the outcome of that is and regardless of the, what the purpose of the writing is, because I think it helps to crystallize ideas um, and I think it improves the way that you, it improves clarity of message and the way that you deliver that. And I, I think clarity of message is something which, you know, we can all improve, but again, makes a massive difference when you talk to people. So I, it, it was a great experience. It was a, a hugely time-consuming one. Uh, I wrote it at the same time as doing a full-time uh, director of sales role. So there was a lot of early mornings, a lot of weekends, uh, a, a very understanding wife, um, but, uh, but overall a fantastic experience and, and one that I will repeat. So one that you'll repeat. So what are we going to do now? We've gone naked. What, what can we do after go naked? I mean, <laughs> great title. Yeah. yeah I, I, somebody asked me this question the other day and, uh, and I said, yeah, the next one's going to be uh, actually put all your clothes back on. I, I got it wrong in the first place. Um, oh, right. <laughs> no, no. So, I, so the, the 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 go naked piece is something which I'm going to continue. Um, and uh, so the the next book and the, and the next program is going to be about leadership because I think that today the way that we act as leaders has changed, uh, and I I think that that's a completely different playing field to what it was again because a lot of people have got choice and uh, the, the the employees aren't as uh, they're not as reliant on the employer and the organization as they once were. So I think that's completely changed the, the, the scape of the landscape of the leader. So the, the second piece will be about that. And then the third piece, uh, I, I'm going uh, to write about a, a go-naked approach to coaching or, or getting whatever you want or, or, or however you want to. There you go. Nick, naked leadership, naked relationships, naked coaching. Love it. Love it. Exactly. So we've got a series of videos coming. We've got a series of books. We've got a series of lecture tours coming up. Looks like we're out well, of work again, Gould. <laughs> well, if, if you guys invite me over, then uh, then maybe. Well, oh, that would be super. That would be super. So how does so Michael tell us uh, tell the listeners out there how do they get in touch with you? How do they interact with you? Uh, how do I find more about this? This is a fascinating topic and. And uh, one, I'm sure a lot more are going to want to hear about. So how do they get in touch with you? So people can get in touch with me. Uh, probably the best place is, is via my website, which is com. And if you go there, you can find out about the book. You can find out how to contact me. Uh, and you can read my musings and thoughts on all manner of things, sales and business and, uh, and relationships and connection. Fantastic. Michael, thank you so much for coming on and, and taking the time to uh, be with our listeners and, and share some of your insights. Uh, the book, again, uh, folks, is Go Naked. Uh, let's start a movement around that. I, you know, I, uh, it just sounds fun to say, let's create a movement around going naked. And, um, and uh, catch Michael as, uh, as, as he teaches on selling and soon-to-be-coming uh, le uh, leadership and coaching 
So, Michael, once again, uh, thank you so much, and, and hope you'll come back and uh, share some more of your successes with us in the future. Mr. Gould, Mr. Gibbons, thank you very much. It's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Thanks you keep a lot, calling Michael. us Mr. Gould and Mr. Gibbons, and you can come back anytime. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> you got it. You got it. How All about right. Gouldy? How about Gouldy? Um, get your kit off. Uh, now, you know, pre- it- yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> you, you, authenticity, right? I mean, how how often have you sat down with a salesperson and they've given you nothing but a line of crap, and you know that they're just trying to make their mortgage payment and they couldn't care less who was on the other side of the table from them? And uh, this re- is, a, you know, I like this. He's got to reach his quota. He's got to reach his quota. Yeah. 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 And I, I could be anybody with a pulse on the other side and he could care less. Right. Right. Uh, a great guest. Uh, really insightful. Shared lots of stuff with us. I thought it was great. Uh, but I'm coming back to uh, uh, Michael, if you're still out there listening, uh, which I hope you are. Um, the uh, In England, uh, we, we have a, a saying uh, and uh, it's uh, get your kit off. And um, Michael knows exactly what I mean. So after you've gone naked, perhaps you want to get your kit off. So there's one for you, Michael. And I won't even charge you for that. But next time I see you, there will be a large gin and tonic in you. <laughs> anyway, now we need to get our kit off and we need to get organized. So we need to talk about our friends at Third Eye, don't we, Mr. Gould? Ah, yes, we do. Third Eye Management. Love Third Eye Management. Want to know why I love Third Eye Management? Because they take good little businesses and they turn them into great businesses. Regardless of the size of the company, uh, wherever you're at now, you want to go to a better place, give Third Eye Management a call. They have offices in Atlanta, Naples, and London. They've been around for three decades, and they're the go-to resource for you to take your business from where it is now to where you ultimately want to go. So give them a call at 239-254-0458 or on the web. Get ready. Sharpen your pencil. Third Eye Management. Spell all the words out. No spaces. One word. ThirdEyeManagement.com. Good stuff. And after you've done that, you can go and check out our friends at Club Entrepreneur, or as we love to call them, Club E. Club E is the premier network for aspiring, emerging, and experienced entrepreneurs, experts, and executives. Club E is an open source organization that encourages the free exchange of ideas and resources online. Club E invites the entrepreneurial community to join together and synergize their talents. So for more information, go to cluBEint.com because Club Earth Club E, oops, that, I, I blew it there. I blew it. I blew it. Club E is on Earth and online. Don't forget, you can catch this show again together with all our other shows 24-7. Just listen to our website. Visit our website, gteamradio.com. Share it with your friends or go to facebook.com forward slash gteamradio. Like it, hate us, tell us what you think, give us a call. Nobody's going to take the nobody will answer, but you can always leave a message on 561-623-9429. Or you can email Gibbons or Gould at gteamradio.com. Five, four, three, two. One. Fix it and fives go. Fix it in five. Here we go for Tommy in Nevada, Dylan in Pennsylvania, and Jane from Colorado. But before we dive in, uh, Michael sent me a quick text to say he loves fixing five. Michael Smith, author of Go Naked, and he said if anybody uh, next week sends us some um, fix it in fives specifically related to selling. 
and they get drawn out, they will get a free copy of Go Naked by Michael Smith. So ah, thanks, Michael. way hey. to go, Michael. Good job. How about Good. that? Yeah, so uh, get your selling Keep those fixes coming. Keep those fix-its coming. Make them all sales-related. And um, 10 of you are going to get a copy. In fact, I'm going to make him sign the copy. So uh, 10 of you are going to get a signed copy of Go Naked by Michael Smith. So let's get back to Tommy in Nevada, Dylan in Pennsylvania, and Jane from Colorado. What you got for me, CG? I got you. Tommy from Nevada. Here he goes. Are you ready? There we go. Let's do it. All right. G-team. My business is in a growth mode. Good for you. And I'm not sure of the best way to hire and staff my company company quickly enough. Okay. We really stink at hiring people. Good way to be honest. And we are way too slow at it. Can you help? Now, this is a very common problem. A lot of people, you know, I, I like this. This is very insightful. Tommy's reaching out for help in an area that, frankly, Tommy, most business owners are very poor at, especially when, if he's in growth mode, you know what I'm hearing there, too, that he doesn't have time to train. So this will be an interesting one, Mr. Gibbons. What do you, uh, what do you recommend for uh, Tommy from Nevada? Well, 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 Tommy, first of all, I want to echo what Gouldy has to say, and, you, and you, we all know it's not very often I agree with him. But hats off to you for actually acknowledging that you suck in the first place. You yep. know, that's really good. So 10 out of 10 for that. And so my advice to you is so quit doing it then. That's the first one. Why don't we start looking at using a temp agency or going to a third party employment or personnel staffing agency, spend some time with them, share what your challenges are, share what your needs are, and equally as important to share what your expectations are of the people that you're looking for and let them do it for you. So, I mean, that's got to be a place to start. Um, and dare I say, and, and purely by uh, by coincidence here, um, Tommy, maybe you ought to take uh, – we don't know what your business is, of course, because you, you didn't share that with us. But maybe the apprenticeship thing could be the, the road to go. So oh, yeah. rather, rather, than, rather than think short-term, think a little bit long-term. Clearly, you've got some short-term issues, so that may be through the agency role that we just talked about or the third-party role that we just talked about. But long-term, long term, maybe you could take somebody on fresh out of school. They can shadow one of your, one of your rock star uh, employees, and they can learn the business. You can groom them and, and, and bring them online that way. So that's a, that's, there's two strategies for you. And then there's, I've got another two but it could be combined into one start leveraging your network start leveraging your network what about your internal network who do your people know who do your staff know who do your current employees know and also what about your um your vendors they're in and out of similar businesses all the while and you know, we all know how much uh, gossip and, and what exchanges around the water cooler. You know, the Jimmy from the other company who maybe is a star performer at the other company, but, you know, he's looking for a move. Well, if he overhears that, then he can suggest that maybe they contact you. So leverage your network. Um, leverage your network. Why not? So that's what I have to say. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, your, uh, your team is going to be the most expensive expense that you have in the life of your company. I mean, more than a third of your expenses are going to go directly to your payroll and other people costs. So this is not something to screw around with. You hire an accountant for your taxes. You hire an, uh, an attorney for your legal work. 
this is your most costly um, overhead in your business. So I, I'm, I'm all for going down some form of professional route. And if you can't figure that out, just use outsourced contractors. Don't even bring the employees on if, if, if that's a viable uh, course of action for you. Yep, makes sense to me. So we hope that yep. worked for yep. you, Tommy. As always, let us know. Drop us a line. We're always interested to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. But let us know what happens. So are you ready for, for Dylan from Pennsylvania? Bring it on. Okay. Hi, fellas. I just retired from my business after 35 years in the company. I'm 50 years old, and I've worked my entire life. He's worked in this business his entire life. Um, it's the only job I've ever had, and it's the only business I've ever known. My brother bought out my partnership, which was the right move for everybody involved, and now I'm free to do whatever I want. I know what's coming here. Here's my question. Yep. Since I've never done anything else, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite line when I saw that one. Well, and if, and if you're saying your brother bought out your interest, so that makes it I, – I, I'm thinking this is a family-run business. Maybe Dylan started in this business when he was a kid. You know, worked there for a number of years. Dad retired. Dylan takes over the business. Now he's there for the rest of his career. 35 years later, he's he's only he's a young 50. So Dylan, I mean, geez, uh, congratulations on that. Um, hopefully the exit was a nice one and and um, you know built a nice nest egg for the family. But yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting because we've, you know, we've had the we've had the fixits before about what do I do with my kids who I want to bring into the business, and this right here, folks, this is an argument for sending your kids somewhere else to understand the rest of the world before they come back because it sounds to me like Dylan is in a bubble, and you know, this is like when he was probably a teenager, uh, sorry, in his early 20s, and he had to get his own place to live. He was probably ill-equipped for, for life after parents, and now it sounds like he's ill-equipped for life after jobs. So, um, you know, while we joke around, this is a relatively serious one because if Dylan doesn't find something to do or how to spend his time, he's going to blow that nest egg while looking, looking around, or he'll make a poor investment, or he'll do something stupid with his money. So, um, you know, so first off, I mean, like we said before, Dylan, congratulations on a successful exit. Uh, most of the people that listen to this show dream of that, and you had it. So, so here's, some, uh, here's some options. You know, you're 50 years old, you're a young guy. you got a long way to go, and um, so you have plenty of time here. Uh, you know, although you, you could say, well, what do you mean? I just had a 35 year career and I got plenty of time. Absolutely. You have another at least 15 year career if you want it in something else. So you can go back to school. If you, assuming you've got enough money to carry you, um, go back to school, get a degree, find out what else you like. The other thing you could do is that 35 years of history and legacy knowledge in your business would be great. Uh, information for other companies in your industry. You know, uh, not many other companies can transition from what seems to be now three generations with a successful exit, which means you're doing something right. And I would, I would suspect other like businesses like yours would benefit from your consulting work. Um, so that would be, that would be very interesting. Um, if you don't want to reinvent the wheel or you are, um, you're not, you're not but you still want a, a business, Look into franchising. Go see if there's a franchise concept that you like and, and that you might be uh, you might be interested in uh, because you know they give you the operations manual. So so there's some um, 
uh, value to do that. You could, or you know what? You could just go work for someone else. Just go get a job somewhere. It might be nice not to have to carry the weight of the entire organization and nothing wrong with taking some jobs here or there to kind of find out what you what you like. You know, I feel like I'm giving advice to a, a college kid who doesn't know how to, where to go next, you know, uh, very young in life. Um, but one thing, one thing I want to make sure to uh, throw in there is make sure you take enough time and detoxify your system from 35 years in that business. Even though that might have been a great experience for you and it was, you know, a wonderful time in your life, you know, there's a lot of baggage you've accumulated over the years and um, and um, you want to make sure you get that out of your system before you go on to the next opportunity. So, um, Dylan, good job. Congratulations. And my five minutes are up. Good job. I would enjoy, I would just add to that, Dylan. Enjoy it. I echo Gould's congratulations. And I think the most valuable part of that is is the take time now to enjoy. Just relax. Get out. Sure. There's no rush. Yep. The pressures are off. Um, you know, I get it. You've had 35 years of, you know, you've got to get up, you've got to get out, you've got to perform, you come home, you, blah, blah, blah. Now you've got some breathing space. So lot, a lot of people get that breathing space, uh, Dylan. So take it, enjoy it, and um, and then come back refreshed. So good stuff. So what's Absolutely. next? All right, take on Jane from Colorado. Here she goes. G-Team, you guys are awesome, and I listen to you every week. Well, thank you, Jane. I love the advice that you're giving, and I look forward to hearing more of the shows. All right, cool. Uh, my obstacle is that I have a small manufacturing and retail business with my mother, and we have grown, but we haven't grown enough to where we could take the business where we want to go without outside help, okay? Uh, we are looking to take on an investor, Ooh, but all the investors want to buy my mother out of the business and buy most of me out of the business. Sounds like they're not make. Sounds like they have a lot of vanity and not sanity. And Gibbons, I know you'll explain what that means in a moment. Um, and I am worried about my mother being taken care of as she is now in her sixties. So I'll assume uh, Jane is in her thirties, maybe forty. Um, uh, how do I make sure this transaction takes care of my mother long term? Thank you, guys. Interesting okay. one. It is a very interesting one. Um, in, the, the first thing that jumps right, two things that jump right out of me. First of all, the fact that you're thinking of your mother um, in all this is great. I mean, you're clearly, you know, a great daughter and you're, you clearly sound like you're a great partnership. So well done for that one. So that's that's the good bit. The second bit that, that jumps out at me that, that I want to um, flag for you, Jane, is I want to ask the question, why... Do all the potential investors want to buy your mother out of the business and you come to that matter? Because that to me is not an investor. That's somebody who wants to buy a business. If I'm investing in a business, if I'm investing in, in, um, in Gouldy, I'm investing in Gouldy's talent. I'm investing in what Gouldy can do. I'm investing in what Gouldy has built because I want him to carry on doing that. And what you've described to me is somebody that's coming up to Gouldie and saying, how much do you want to go away? Because I want to take it over. Huge difference. Huge difference. So first of all, that's what you need to address. Because it sounds to me like you're actually not talking to the right people. And then if, if, you are, if, you've, if you've decided that actually you are having the right conversation, then I would still come back to maybe if you, if you want to stay with the business and you still want to grow with your business and you think your mother still has a contribution to make, then maybe they aren't the right people. So I come back to that. Now, let's put that to one side. Let's just address the straight question that you've, that you've asked. 
and that is that I think you now need to start thinking of it's the deal that you cut, isn't it? Um, maybe, you know, <laughs> you give Michael a call and, and you get naked with Michael, excuse the pun, and you st- because it's all about what they're selling you and what, and what you're selling them. And it's about how you're going to cut the best deal for not only you but for your mother. And, and if you want to take care of your mother, then maybe there's a provision that she gets a, an honor – a small stipend every year, uh, you know, a, a financial payment every year going forward. I was trying to say honorarium, but I couldn't say it. Um, <laughs> um, or, or they can uh, uh, give your make a commitment to stocks and shares with a value in her name. Um, they could give her a percentage of overall revenue or profits, so it creates an annuity for your mother. I mean, there's lots of things they could do. They could end up, almost even pay off some of her bills. Maybe she has a mortgage or a, a car payment or, or credit cards. I, I don't know where where this is going because that's what you have to decide. That's where you, you and your mother's overall deal. But that's about striking the deal. So there are two issues is what I'm saying to you, Jane. First of all, are you talking to the right people? Are they investors or are they buyers? If they're investors, then that's fine. The next thing I would ask is why do they want mom out and why do they want you out? Because I keep coming back to that's not an investor. And then three, if you are going down the right road and you, and you do want to do business with these people, whoever they are, then it's about, it's about doing the best deal for both you and your mother. So that's what I've got to say. Jane, anything to add there, Goldie? I'll tell you, I, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. They, um, somebody, so clearly Jane and her mom have developed some really nice intellectual property, maybe some great uh, products and services, and they don't think too highly of Jane and her mom and their, their ability to manage the business. So, um, you know, they might not actually be the right people, but, you know, who knows? Um, that, that's something Jane will have to decide. But either way, you're right on. This is her best chance right now to cut the best deal for herself. And, and, and you know what? The investors, if they want that intellectual property that bad, they'll pay a little bit more to take care of mom. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, Jane, let us know how you get on. And everybody, don't forget out there, um, send in your fix-it in fives, and you could earn yourself a uh, signed copy of Michael Smith's book, Go Naked. But your, your uh, fix-it has to be sales-related. It's got to be sales-related. So that was today's fix-it in five for Tommy in Nevada, Dylan in Pennsylvania, and Jane from Colorado. We hoped it helped for you. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the show, Mr. Gould. Do we have time for a quick commentary, if you're quick? No, we're gonna, we'll do it next week. You got it. So with that, it's Gibbons, it's Gould, and we are out. In 2006, two forces of good for business met. These men think and act differently. Their sole mission is to help entrepreneurs and businesses succeed. Today, this elite duo, Carl Gibbons and Carl Gould, the G-Team, have broken out of the conventional business box. So if you have a problem, if no one else can help, you can find them right here every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. The G-Team. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.